What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Verzi Effect Podcast Show. My name is Paul Verzi, and today is Thursday, December 11th, 2014. You guys listening to episode 189, and uh, I tried to get this thing done on Wednesday night, last night, like I always do now, but uh, I got caught in a snowstorm coming back from New York City, did uh, two shows in the city, had a great time last night. Uh, by the way, shout out to Steve Martin for the um, Fast Times at the Laughing Devil. Did uh, did some time at the Laughing Devil in Queens last night. Small, real intimate crowd. Worked on some new material. Then shot over to The Stand. Did some time on that show, uh, the 10 o'clock show. So um, tried to get home. By the time I got home and it was snowing, it was way too late. So I figured, you know what? Be refreshed. Feel good energetic and get it done um, here early on uh, Thursday. So you guys will have this out on Thursday. Um, you know, like they mostly come out on Thursday anyway because I do them on uh, Wednesday nights. But anyway, whatever, dude. Fuck it. I, it was snowing. Here we are. Uh, again, this is episode 189. And I got a great one for you guys. A lot of stuff to talk about. A lot happened in my week. So um, sit back, relax, and get ready for another... Verzi Effect podcast, wherever you may be right now, whether you're at work or in the car, on a treadmill, shoving your face, watching TV, whatever you're doing, sit back, relax, and get ready for my nonsense for the next hour or so. I got a lot of unacceptables this week. I'm trying to catch up on all of them. Some people wrote me stuff that I missed, so I'm trying to catch up on all those uh, as well. been fighting this cold, man. I don't know if anybody has this, but something weird. I got something weird going on. I got to go to the doctor where, and if anybody, and I'm not even kidding now, if anybody knows like medically or if anybody's ever heard of this before, let me know. But I got this thing where I am, I'm fine in the morning and during the day. I'm breathing fine. I'm not like wheezing or coughing or anything like that. And then at night, I start coughing like a maniac trying to like, I don't know, like trying to, it's just weird. It's like this night, I like looked it up and they said that there's like nocturnal asthma, which would be my fucking luck, but I mean, I don't know what it is. I hope it's all right. I I just, it's like, it's just crazy like coughing at night and then during the day, like right now, it's, you know, early on Thursday, I feel good, I'm breathing good, everything is good, and then tonight... You know, every day it just—it's just at night. I just can't. I'm coughing like a like a maniac. So I don't fucking know. I gotta maybe I should go to the doctor and stop asking people that I can't get feedback from. I'm sitting here talking to you guys as if somebody's gonna come through the speaker and go, "No, here's what it is." That'd be really freaky. All right, before I get started going into all the stuff uh, for the show this this uh, week. Let's go to the sponsor. Of course, the Verzi Effect podcast is sponsored by, as always, gonzofame.com. Go to gonzofame.com for the best, most in-depth interviews with your favorite comedians of today. I was actually looking at the website, Gonzo Fame. Here's who they got up, guys. Like I said, I did an interview with these guys, uh, developed a relationship. Love, love, uh, you know, shout out to Dave Gavry. Funny, Funny up-and-coming comedian um, from Chicago, or I think he's from Texas, but he lives in Chicago now. He um, he runs the site, and uh, he does great interviews. 
you know, we did a long interview and there were some things that I was really open about. And I was like, man, listen, maybe we'll take that out or do this. And he's just really open to, to making sure the, the artist gets what they want. And, 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 and you know, it's, it's great because he's, he's a comic. He's an artist himself. So that's why I love it. And that's why you guys, if you really, you know, into comedy and, and stand-up com- uh, comedians, you should go and, and uh, read the interviews on gonzofame.com. Here are some that he has up now. Joe Bartnick, who I've toured with recently. Uh, Tommy Davidson, Giannis Pappas, my good friend. Jeff Ross, Chris Lamberth. Uh, my buddy Joe Matarese, my friend, myself, uh, Ralphie May, Doug Stanhope, Pablo Francisco, Hannibal Burris. Those are just a few names, guys. They just, you know, the site keeps adding to them. So if you know, all those guys are hilarious. And if you want to hear, you know, stories about them or, or more than just quick things that you read online, go to gonzofame.com. Uh, I love having them aboard. And I love not only that. I have them as a sponsor, but it's a sponsor that has to do with comedy and stand-up, and and I love that, so uh, check them out. Okay, now, going on to episode 189 on this gloomy, snowy, cold day here in New York, which I love, and I gotta tell you, man, I, these people who are like, oh yeah, man, I'm in LA, fucking, yeah, no snow, fuck that shit, it's almost like, and you know what, that's why you're soft. That's why you're fucking soft, because you're out in there, there's no problems, you run around, go to the gym, eat a fucking burrito in January, do all these things that you could do over there, I mean, not that we can't eat a burrito here, but there's just something about eating a burrito when it's fucking nice and sunny out that's better than when it's snowing, you know, when it's snowing, you think of soup and shit, at least I do, when it's snowing, I think of like hot food, you know, you know, I mean, I know, whatever, you know what what I'm saying, so... Um, you know, I just, I don't get me wrong. When I was in Fort Lauderdale recently and then we did the shows in Miami or whatever, West Palm Beach, I had a great time and sitting in a hot tub knowing that it was snowing here did feel good. But at the end of the day, what you can't tough out three months of like cold and shitty weather and then really appreciate, you get the fucking seasons out here, man. You get the fall, you know, you can wear the light jacket, then it starts to get warmer, and then once you get into spring and then summer, you're just walking around in a t-shirt in, in New York City. It's awesome. And then fine, yeah, then you got to bundle up a little bit. So New York gives you the chance to utilize the clothes. You throw on a dope leather, you know, you, 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 you wear the hat and the gloves. It's all part of it. That's all part of life. It's all part of the experience. These people out there are spoiled. And I'd probably love it. I'm probably talking shit. But I, at the same time, it does make you a little soft. My buddy Jason Lawhead. Shout out to Jason Lawhead, my good friend. He's been on the show. We toured together. Jason is a guy from Cleveland, Ohio. Probably worse weather. I mean, he dealt with snow and cold his whole life. He's been in L.A. a few years. I mean, you would think when he comes here, I mean, he can't take fucking 50 degrees. I'm telling you, it softens you up out there. So... I, I, but I've always been a bad weather guy. I love the snow. I love the cold. And um, maybe because my neighbors come over with a plow and plow the driveway and I don't have to do it. Maybe that's why I don't mind as much. I'm sure if I was out there, you know, shoveling my ass. By the way, last night something scary happened. Last night I come home around 1 o'clock in the morning. I pull in. It's snowing. My driveway is like completely covered with snow and the grass and everything. It's just all white and it's coming down and stuff. 
and I step out of the car and I almost had one of those freak accidents. You know those freak accidents where you, those those freak accidents where you hear somebody got hurt and you're like, "How?" It's like, "Oh, they just fell in the shower or they just fell." And you're thinking like how horrible that is and like what are the chances? That shit almost happened to me last night. I pull in the driveway and I'm like, and I had the truck because we got the, we got the, you know, we got the truck and we got the car and bad weather. You know, I like to take the truck four wheel drive or whatever. So I, I didn't go all the way down to the bottom of the driveway where it gets big, where we had both cars. I kind of just stopped like halfway through because I knew my wife was going to use the car or, or thought she was going to use the car. She actually didn't go to work because of the weather or whatever, but thought she was going to use the car in the morning for work. So I turn off everything, I make sure I grab all the shit that I had on the seat, all the shit that I normally do, and I open the door and I just step with my left foot out, and it's just a sheet caked over ice, and my left foot literally gives out, and I start falling backwards, and um, you know, luckily I, I grab like real quick, I grab the top, the door, and my other foot started going when I put that down. So I would have just smacked on my, my fucking head or something. And I had to literally hold on with the left and then slide the right to like the seat and lift myself up. Scary shit. I was like, oh my God. And then, um, and then of course, I got into a fight with my wife because I come in the house and I said, listen, tomorrow just watch the ice. And like she was like, well, did you put any salt or anything? I went, no, it's one o'clock in the morning. Like I didn't fucking do anything like I'm just coming inside and then I'm like why would you and then we get into a fight whatever what are you gonna do so anyway that uh that's what the weather is doing here in New York and uh, I'm going to Cleveland tomorrow and it's probably going to be even colder but I'll get to that with the plugs later um okay so uh one thing I wanted to talk about too this week was oh and by the way thanks for all the positive feedback with the Nori Davis episode Nori's a good kid man um really funny I actually one of the only kids uh, you know people that um you know, I actually popped his album in my uh CD player because I mean I guess you could still do that but I, I popped his album in the CD player I was driving home from the city and I listened to it and I got to like I mean I only only like missed like the last five minutes and thought it was really good man I, I you know nori's funny and it's a good album so check it out home game but um got some feedback uh you know that they liked you know him on the show and every once in a while on the show i'll throw a guest on you know i um don't always do it but every once in a while i you know i, I do throw a guest on so um i'm glad you i'm glad you guys like that speaking of albums I, uh, man, I don't know what's going to happen with this, but I got my uh, audio. I got all the audio that I did for, for my album that I did in Indianapolis at Morty's. Um, I got all the audio. They sent it to me. I was excited. I listened to it. When I listened to it on the laptop, it sounded awesome. I was like, man, this is great. I got it. I got it. I got the shows to put it together. I got it. Then when I listened to it with headphones, there's this annoying, slight annoying noise in the background that has to come out or I can't do it. And I'm being told that the technicians and all that with the editing, it's going to be fine and it's a normal thing. But, you know, I got to put out perfection or I'm not putting it out, period. So we'll see what happens. My luck, worst case scenario, 
what are you going to do? We do it again. We got the label waiting to do it, so I'll do it again if I have to do it again. And this time I'm not traveling. If I don't get it with this one, I'm doing it in New York City. I'm doing it at home. I'm not fucking flying somewhere and paying these people and doing all this stuff. Um, so we'll see. But I think we have it. I just, you know, I'm just being precautious. So I'll let you guys know. And um, that'll be available for pre-order and all that stuff. So, But that's... that's uh, couple months down the line so I'll, I'll let you guys know about that but um all right so I um I'm gonna talk about I'm gonna talk about sports first because I can't fucking believe what's happening with my New York Knicks I can't I, I can't believe the roster that they have and the record that they have now, um, last week, me and my buddy Steve Mazzilli, shout out to Steve Mazzilli, one of the best guys I've met in comedy, one of the best comedy club owners, one of the best people, just great family man, great dude. Uh, tickets, we got tickets to um, the Knicks, Cavaliers, see LeBron and all that, seats right down on the court, man, we were like nine rows off the court. It was insane. I mean, and the crazy thing about it is you don't really appreciate the size of these athletes. Like, Mari Stoudemire is the biggest individual you'll ever see in your fucking, in your life. I mean, he is, it's like a superhuman, you know, even Kevin Love. Like, these guys are gigantic. Like, if you haven't seen 6'9", like, if you haven't seen, like, picture six, first of all, 6'9 is so ridiculously tall, and then you add muscle and agility and just this insane athleticism. It's it, these guys are superheroes playing basketball. It's insane how big these guys are. So we're down there and we're watching, and the Knicks are winning by like five to eight the whole game. And of course, at the end, they go down by three. Melo misses a three. You know, they had five games in a row like that. Now it's down to like now it's up to I'm sorry, eight to, to nine games in a row. They've lost nine basketball games in a row. They lost to the fucking Pelicans, the Hornets. I mean, this is a bad team. Bad team. And I said it once and I'll say it again. Carmelo Anthony is a great shooter. He's a great scorer. You cannot win with him. You cannot win with a guy that relies on shooting a three at the end to to win games. You just can't. You need a guy to go to the hole constantly. You need a guy that can shoot the outside shot but doesn't rely on it. You need a guy that's going to be make the big shot in the big moment. He doesn't. At least in the regular season, he doesn't. Now, I know that there are some games where Carmelo Anthony hits the shit, and, and it's great, and it's like, wow, man, thank God we have him. But you know what? When that's happened one out of eight times, that's not good enough. That's just not good enough. J.R. Smith makes the worst decisions. That guy's never seen a shot he doesn't fucking like. Please ship him to Milwaukee. Ship him somewhere. Just fucking put him somewhere. I don't give a fuck. It's it's ridiculous. I gotta watch this team nine and fourteen. I'm not. I'm sorry, nine and fourteen. I wish they were nine and fourteen. They're four and nineteen. I'm gonna say that again. This is the worst start for the New York Knicks. The New York Knicks are four and fucking nineteen. And my stupid ass still sits there when I, whenever I could watch. And I'm going, this is the game. They're going to turn it around. They're going to win five, six in a row. Okay, I know we're down 31 right now. But I'm telling you, you know, Amari's going to get some shots. And then and, and Melo's going to go off. We're going to win this game. And it's going to propel us. And we're going to, we suck. That's the thing. New York sports right now sucks. That's just what it is. The Jets suck. The Giants suck. The Knicks suck. You know, 
It's just over. It's over. Jeter retired. It's fucking over for a while. The only one that I could accept is the Giants. And the stupid, listen, and any stupid Giant fan listening to this, I hope this fucking seeps into your dumb fucking head, okay? The New York Giants are not that good. Stop looking for excuses of why. You know, I tell you, we got to get rid of Tom Coughlin. Uh, you know, Eli, I think, you know, I think we got to trade Eli. I think really, yeah, let's trade a two-time Super Bowl champion, a two-time Super Bowl MVP. How about, you know, getting some of those mooses from fucking, you know, the Wisconsin offensive line, or let's draft one of these fucking animals, you know, Nebraska, Wisconsin, these corn-fed fucking gigantic mammoths to block for the guy. That's the one thing Tom Brady's always had. Tom Brady's the best. In my mind, he's the best. You know what? He's also had protection his whole career. Eli does not have protection. Now, does Eli make mistakes? Of course he makes mistakes, but you've got to get some people to block for him. We're not good. We had to have some fucking short, amazing receiver, have some circus fucking catch to even be in the game against Dallas, and we still lost the game. It, it just, they just don't have the personnel. That's it. Stop calling up radio stations going, I tell you, we really need a change. No, we need a fucking line is what we need. We need a line. Victor Cruz is hurt. They just don't have the personnel. They stink. I don't understand why a, why a fan base can't understand some years your team just stinks. We won the Super Bowl in 2007, and then we won the Super Bowl in 2011. It's 2014. We were at the top of the mountain twice in four years, and that was only three years ago, the last one. Relax. The Giants are fine. The Giants are like the top five most successful franchises in NFL history. One or two more Super Bowls, and they're tied for the top. It's, it's just, that's it. Yeah, I think the Steelers have five. The Giants have four. I think the Steelers have five or six, and the Cowboys have six. I mean, the Giants are right there, so stop it with the Giants. The Jets, another story. The Jets stink. Always stink. And the Knicks suck. The Knicks suck, but I will tell you this. I don't give a shit how bad the Knicks are. Being at Madison Square Garden, down there, drinking Jameson and ginger ales like it was my job, on the floor, incredible time. Great time. Steve Mazzilli, we went to the best restaurant in Manhattan, which was like walkable to Madison Square Garden. Oh my God, we had this insane, insane meal. And then we walk over to the garden. Just, I mean, what a time it was. It was so great. Of course the Knicks lost, but that's kind of part of the experience now. You know, that you almost like, no, that's what you're buying your ticket with. It's almost like, all right, how much am I going to spend to watch the Knicks lose? I'm going to tell you guys this. If the Knicks ever win a championship, I might cry on the podcast. I might just be like, they fucking, they did it. Like, I want it so bad. I don't care about anything else. And it's not going to happen for years. Kids going to be in college and shit. Like, it's just a joke. Um, so, that's it um, with the Knicks. I mean, what can you do? 4-19 and 19 and you're just still hoping to God. That there's going to be some miraculous turnaround. The only hope you got is that, you know, what is it, 16 teams make the playoffs. I mean, you could have like an under 500 record and still make the playoffs, but it's just not looking good. And I said the Cleveland Cavaliers, it was going to take them about 25 games to start meshing, and they're really doing well. So that's uh, that's it. And then uh, the college football playoff, I like it. I'm into that. I want to see what happens with that. So that's cool. Um, and, uh, what else is going on in sports? That's pretty much it. Winter meetings, the Yankees, uh, getting rid of some players. Hopefully they 
get somebody good. I don't know what's going to happen with A-Rod. That fucking guy with his frosted tips is coming back. Who knows? Who knows what's happening with that? Um, speaking of playing basketball, I the last three Mondays, the last three Monday nights, I've gone and played in the men's league near my, uh, not far from my house where I used to play all the time. And, you know, I got to tell you, man, I'm getting the legs back, the shot back. I'm playing well. I'm losing weight. I'm eating good, everybody. I stopped with the candy. I stopped with the candy. You know, I'm I'm calming down with the, 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 even like the diet soda. I'm not doing that as much. You know me, though. I'm always on some kind of, I'm always on some kind of diet, but past year and a half, it's paying off because I just, I'm on one of those things where like, I'm doing the lifestyle change, not the fatty diet. So like, I've realized that if I wanted to go hardcore and do like Atkins or, you know, do whatever, I could lose it real quick, but then it, it never works. So the past like year and a half, I would say I've just like steadily been down like 10, 12 pounds and I'm just constantly, and I'm trying to do that to stay, to stay in shape. So we'll, I'm trying to be, trying to be good, man. It's hard. It's hard in this house because my wife just fucking bakes and cooks and there's fuck, you know, you just open a closet and there's like Reese's peanut butter chunks and you're like, what, why, why is that in here right now? I just wanted to get a, I just wanted to get a snack. Like what the fuck? Why? What are you doing here? Um, all right. What else do we got? I did not see any movies, guys. I didn't. I know that's like an ongoing theme with the show. I didn't see any movies. So I don't know what you want. Oh, here's something that you guys might be interested in. Oh, and by the way, if you haven't already, um, my good friend, my best friend, my mentor, Bill Burr, um, who's just, you know, is just the best. Uh, his special is on Netflix now uh, called I'm Sorry You Feel That Way. Uh, it's a classic, guys. I don't know what else to say. It's um, I don't even have to watch it because I opened for it all over Canada and America. And I just know that, um, you know, I just know that uh, it's just the best. And it's getting unbelievable feedback, and uh, I would recommend if you love stand-up, go check out Bill Burr's special. I'm sorry you feel that way on Netflix. It's uh, it's one of the best hours of stand-up you'll ever see. It's up there with the greats. I really do believe that, too. It really is. I'm not saying that because it's my boy. Uh, it's up there with Carlin and Pry. It's just the best. It's ridiculous. And, um, you know, I, I don't know if you guys saw the interbank thing, but... Um, you know, really, truly amazing and, and, and humbled to have Bill say what he said about me. Uh, Bill was asked about, you know, comedians and the next generation and stuff. And, you know, he put me in there and he, you know, said some really nice things about me and talked about how I take chances on stage and how I'll throw a bit out there, the, you know, the day I think about it. Because we always do that together and stuff. Like when we were on the road, we'd be like, oh, you do that tonight. All right, you do that tonight. And um, I know Bill doesn't throw things out there like that lightly. You know, I know that. Uh, and he's told me many times, he's like, you know, if I think people stink or if I don't think people are ready or good, I don't really put them out there. So uh, it just means it's it's just insanely humbling. And, um, you know, that's why I'm driving in fucking snowstorms at night, throwing out these new bits because they just try to get better and better. And it's amazing when, when the greats recognize it. So um, to any young comic out there, man, in all seriousness, like, if you're, you know, if you're tired or you're fucking, you know, you, you, you feel lazy, if you do have an opportunity, 
that's the thing. Like, I, I can't blame somebody like, you know, there are times where I don't even feel like going to ask for stage time. You know, as a young comedian, you don't feel like doing that shit, you know, and, and I mean, any, any level comedian, you don't feel like going, Hey man, I was wondering, I mean, sometimes you have to, if you need stage time, you need stage time. But the things that are really hard to say no to is when you know you can get up. Uh, I'll give you guys a perfect example of this. Um, and it happened actually last night. So last night I go to the Laughing Devil and uh, my buddy was running a show and I got like three or four new bits that I, I'm really trying to work out. And I think some of the best bits that I've ever thought of that I have right now, I think it's some of my best stuff. So I'm like, I got to get these on. And my buddy said, come down, you're on the show. Uh, so I get down there and I get on the show. Then I go over to the stand and I'm not booked at the stand. And I'm looking at the lineup and the time is running late and there's a lot of people on the um, show. I know I'm getting off track, but I'll get back. Uh, there's a lot of people on the show and there's, um, you know, just it looks like the time is running late and stuff. And I'm saying to myself, you drove down here, you did get on stage, you can go home. Um, but to get up again would be really good and this is a bigger crowd than you just got in front of and, you know, this crowd is tired. So, you know, that was part of my process. Like I watched the I watched the, the crowd and they were tired and some of the times they were talkative and I'm like, it's really late right now. Can I get up and get them? I think I can get up and get them. I know I can get up and get them, so I want to do that. But at the same time, I didn't want to intrude on the show. It was running late and there were a ton of acts on it. So I literally got in my car, I put the key in the truck and I started and I'm ready to leave. I'm ready to leave New York City and get ready for my ride home. And then I just go, no, fuck it, dude. You're here and there is a chance you're going to get on stage. So at least go. And I turned the car off and I walked in and I said to the manager, I said, Christine, is, there, is the show running late? Is there any? And she goes, um, hold on. She goes, you know what? Let me go ask Sam or whatever. So she goes in and she, and she just comes up to me and she gives me a thumbs up and she goes, yeah. She goes, there's like two more acts. If you want to close it, that would be great. And I go, yeah. And I waited and I closed it. And this crowd was tired and dead by the time I got on stage. And I just made fun of that. I addressed that. I had a great time. And um, I saw that some of the bits that I'm working on were tried and true. And they're working. And I feel great about it. And I feel like that's the shape that I want to be in. So I guess what I'm trying to say is, and I mean to get off, and I, you know, I know this shit's not funny, but you know, I know a lot of young comics listen to the show. And um, people that are interested in in the comedy process, that's what I like to talk about sometimes on the show. But um, if you know there's an opportunity to get on stage, the people that are going to separate themselves are the people that say, ah, fuck it, I'll do it another time. Now listen, it always happens to us, so don't beat yourself up. If you're tired and lazy sometimes and you just don't want to leave and you don't feel like it's going to be worth it, that's a decision you have to make. But if you know you could get on stage, man, and you're working on new stuff, throw it out there, get out there and do it. You know, if you know that the guy's a, book, a dick and he's not going to put you up, getting out to that and trying to fight through that is tough. I mean, it's still good to do. But I'm talking about if someone's like, hey, man, come down. I'll put you up anytime. That's hard to say no to. You got and, and make sure. And, and a mistake that I made when I first started coming to the city, a mistake that I made, and I'm glad I got out of it, was going to the city and doing stuff. Because like, when you first get to the city a lot and you're doing mainstream rooms where there's like comedians and your peers there you want to kill 
So I would just go in and kill. But then I realized after, so I was like, no, man, I got to come up here. I got to come down here and bomb. So once I kind of made a name for myself and people knew I was funny, then I was like, I don't give a fuck. I got a bomb. And you know what? Your peers will recognize what you're doing. The people that are really good are saying, no, he's working that out. And that's why that joke is not working. He came down to fucking stand in that pain and bomb. So I'm trying to do that more and more. And um, anyway, so back to the uh, Bill Burr thing, man. Um, you know, the cool thing is Bill recognizes stuff like that. And, you know, that, that pushes me and motivates me when anytime you work with somebody, you know, and, 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 you're, in a, and you're on stage and you're just doing what you do. And somebody that you really respect is like, hey, man, that's real funny, that bit. Or that's really like, uh, I'm working on this. I don't even want to give this away, but I'm working on this Stephen Hawking's bit. And I was talking to Nick DiPaolo about it last night. And we're just laughing and stuff together. And it's like, yeah, when you when you could like start talking about, you know, bits with your peers and, and, and guys that you respect and admire, you know, think you're funny, man. It's It means everything to us. It's the most... You know, it's the most, uh, <laughs> my wife literally just texted me, don't forget the reindeer unacceptable. All right. I got to talk about that too. But, um, yeah. So, and by the way, Nick DiPaolo, probably one of the most fearless ever. One of truly, I've mentioned it before, but truly one of my favorites. You know, if you guys want to see real true comedians working, man, I mean, obviously I was watch Bill Birds. I'm sorry you feel that way on Netflix. I'm sure most of you have. And um and Nick DiPaolo, Raw Nerve, just oh, Nick DiPaolo is just great. Um, you know the the only thing the only gripe I had with Bill Burr is that you know his Babe Ruth argument is just ridiculous. It's fucking ridiculous. You know it's it's I love Bill to de- I won't even engage with him in the fight because it's just so crazy. You know to say, I mean first of all. See, I'm going now. I've got Babe Ruth. There's arguments. Babe Ruth would hit fucking 80 home runs right now with these juiced up balls in these fucking Mickey Mouse ballparks. Fucking pop ups at Yankee Stadium. That guy, you kidding me? That guy would hit it at a fucking Yankee Stadium. My buddy Giannis was telling me he's got those hips where he could turn on anything and shit. Forget it. Eight, 50 ounce bats. It's just a joke. I mean, I, I don't even, it's just, look, I can't, I mean, he did say, oh, make sure if you're going to talk shit about it, make sure you say that I said he'd hit 600 home runs. I think he'd hit more. I think he'd hit more. I think Babe Ruth, and, and that's, here's the other thing, and Burr likes to say that I go big on everything. I was thinking about this yesterday. Burr likes to say that I go big on everything. I say everything is the best. No, you know why I say everything is amazing now? It's because the athletes are better now. That Odell Beckham Jr. catch, he's fe- it's just so ridiculous. He practices shit like that. That's why things are getting better. Athletes are getting faster. So now when you see something, it is more mind-blowing. Perfect example. When fucking, what's his name? Willie Mays caught that like caught that thing over the shoulder. People thought that was the most amazing thing they ever saw. That shit happens every fucking week. Every, every, all the time now, guys make catches like that. Because guys are more athletic now. Guys are fast now. So yeah, it might be me going, dude, did you see that? I've never seen anything like that. It's because I haven't seen anything fucking like that. And the fact that Babe Ruth's numbers still hold up to this day, it's a joke. So tell tell Bill Burr about that. <laughs> you know, the funny thing is I'm probably going to talk to him in a half hour. Just be like, yeah, I just, I, you know, I went at you in the podcast. Because every time people show up, you're like, ah, oh, Burr was talking shit about this. It's like, dude, you can't talk shit about Babe Ruth. It's a joke. All right. Now it's time to go to the unacceptables. 
My unacceptables are. Hold on one sec. Lucas, I'm, I'm doing a podcast, buddy. What do you want to give me? Oh, thanks, buddy. Love you. I got to I gotta finish the show. Go upstairs with Mommy until I'm done, okay? I got to finish this, though. But I might say bad words. So you get, No, not okay. Go back up with Mommy until I'm done. Because I might say bad words, okay? But I'll be done soon. All right. Sorry about that. My son goes, I got something to give you. He just comes down and gives me a thumbs up. Um, all right, unacceptable. Now, my wife said I got to call myself out on this. Um, this is embarrassing, guys. But she said you got to do it. And she's right. I do got to do it. But uh, Jesus Christ, I can't believe I'm going to admit to this right now. I I can't say that I... <laughs> all right, you know what? I'm just going to come out and say it. I didn't know reindeers were real. Okay? I didn't. Like, I knew that there was some... I Look, I got deers in my yard. I know about deers. I know about bucks. I know about the antlers and shit. But I didn't realize... I don't know why. We were watching Frozen. And there's that fucking reindeer in the movie Frozen. And I saw, like, the big horns. And I said to my wife, I go, Is that a fucking moose? And she just looked at me and she's like, what? And I was like, what? What is that supposed to be like a moose? Like, I, I know they're saying reindeer, but like, you know, like reindeer fly and shit. You know, isn't it a fake? And she just literally dropped the fork and stared at me. And I tried to backpedal a little bit because I think I do know that there is like some other deer out there. But I just maybe I always associated reindeer with flying a fucking sled. I know this is awful, but whatever. So... And then, I, and then she's like, no, no, don't get out of it. I Listen, I think I knew that there was like a, a reindeer, but I, I obviously, I know they don't fly and shit. Whatever. What fucking, it's, whatever. Okay? Whatever. I'm admitting it. I'm admitting it. I always associated reindeer with Christmas. I got fucking deer all over my house. What do you want from me, guys? I didn't really realize, you know, where a reindeer. You don't see them. You don't see them. I see deer all the time here in my house. I pulled up the other night. Coming up from the city, I had five deer, six deer. I didn't realize, okay? I didn't see a reindeer. When's the last time you saw a reindeer? You know, you don't see them. So, whatever. I know I'm going to get a lot of shit for that on Twitter. Um, Whatever. Everybody's got their things. Mine was a reindeer thing, okay? I don't, you know, associate, you know. All I know about reindeer is they fucking, you know, Rudolph's got a fucking red nose and all these other guys are pulling the sled. You know, and they look like bucks to me anyway, you know, if you watch it. Oh, Christ. All right, well, whatever. It's out there to the world. I did know, but I kind of didn't know. It was one of those things. All right, let's go. <coughs> See the cough starting up. All right. Now, here's another unacceptable. I know you guys are still laughing. I know. I feel. Listen to this. I feel... Somebody laughing at this right now. Just like laughing. Unacceptable for the week. My unacceptable for the week. I bought a MacBook and the thing doesn't take a fucking CD. Okay, now it's not going to be my unacceptable. I told my wife and she goes, that's unacceptable. And I was like, yeah, that could be my unacceptable, but no. I have another unacceptable. But the new MacBooks don't take CDs. It's like, that's so ridiculous. 
It's ridiculous. Apple's slipping. My iPhone stinks. Apple is slipping. I really believe that. I don't care how thin you make the book. You still got to be able to put a disc in there. You got to be able to. I can't even go on an airplane and watch a movie now with the brand new Mac that I just bought. It's a joke. But my unacceptable for the week. I'm sorry. I'm drinking my Fresca. I'm drinking my original citrus sparkling flavored soda. My unacceptable for the week are these homeless people that come up to you with a fucking, with, without, with, with these like crazy questions. You know? Like, hey, yeah, is that, is that place open in there? Yeah, I was wondering if, uh, yeah, because last week they weren't. Like, they go into these fucking insignificant things. It's like, dude, it's cold out, it's snowing. Ask me for the what you want. Ask me. Stop with this whole, like, yeah, you know, is it like one, it's just ridiculous. It's unacceptable. We know what you're doing. Stop it. Okay. I'll, I'll give you the money for the heroin or the fuck, whatever you're going to do, drink or whatever. Maybe you do go get a sandwich or something hot to eat. I don't know, but just fuck it. Whatever you're going to do, ask, just say, or I'm not going to give it to you either way. But when you start going in, cause we were at the stand last night and this guy's like, yeah, is this, is this place cardio in here? Does this place cardio in here? And we were like, yeah, and he's like, huh, even, even every day of the week, they card you in here, huh? Like, do you, and it was just, it's almost like, I don't know, dude, no, you're old, they're not going to card you, what, are you going and get a drink or fucking ask me for money, just stop with your stupid nonsense, nobody, you know, I don't want, nobody wants to have a discussion with you, you're a stranger, that's what these homeless guys don't understand, it's not even that, like, they're trying to be rude, it's like, I wouldn't talk to a fucking guy in a tuxedo that just started talking to me. Like, asking me weird questions. I don't care how, how much money the guy had, how good... If somebody, a stranger comes up to you and just starts talking about just stuff that doesn't even make sense to what's going on, I'd be like, dude, get the fuck away from me. You and your bow tie, get away from me. Now I need some guy who, who doesn't even look the part or, or just looks like a... Just start asking me questions. You think I want to sit down and talk to you, dude? I wouldn't talk to a guy in a suit dressed nice. I wouldn't talk... It's not even about that. Yeah, so... Yeah, so, uh... You know, so I was... I was I was wondering if, um, you know, what happened when I left my car, my car, bro, see, you, you got a car, you got a car, yeah, you know, you know when you get a car, sometimes it's, it's, I don't know what it is, it's like, man, just ask me, ask me, it's unacceptable, stop it, yeah, man, you know the guy in the restaurant, he was real rude to me once, man, I ain't never gonna forget that, I ain't never, or, or then there's the, um, then there's the polite, desperate ones, where they're like, um, hey man, how you doing? You know, it's really, it's, um, it's beautiful out, man. You gotta, you know, don't take anything for granted, you know. You gotta, um, it's a beautiful day, man. You know, you have children, God bless you, God bless you. You got children and everything, that's great, you know. I don't have any, you know, uh, hopefully maybe one day. Um, I was wondering, do you have a, and it, you know, I just, I, it's just, I'd rather you come up to me and go, one guy was really genuine, like his family was like in a car, and he goes, listen man, I'm not, he goes, look, I'm not homeless, I'm not, he goes, my car broke down, and I need a certain amount of money to get over the bridge, I need 12 bucks, anything you could do to get me there, you know, 50, and I gave, I think I gave him like a dollar or two dollars, and he goes, thanks man, this really helps, I appreciate, and I knew the guy wasn't home, I knew the guy was just had his family in, and he was in dire, you know, I mean, it was different, it was, it was different than the whole fucking just weird out, like, weird conversation, because you couldn't do that anywhere else, you know, you couldn't, you could be in a supermarket, and then as the lady's ringing you up, just start asking, like, just start talking crazy, weird shit to her, you know. 
She'd be like, yeah, there's a Chinese food place across the street with a, uh, they had a dress code. Like, she would just be like, what? It's unacceptable. Stop it. I know not a lot, not a lot of homeless people are going to listen to this because they don't have computers and shit, but you, the Verzi Effect listeners, when you're out there in the streets, when you're out there in your cities, when the homeless people come up to you and they go into something, just stop them. Oh my God, remember that time me and Law had talked about this on a podcast, the guy was going, you're smart, this guy's a smart guy. He goes, yeah, I got this phone number, can you call this guy? Can you call this guy, he's the only guy that like believes in me still, can you call him? And, and, and I was like, dude, I can't, I go, dude, I'll give you a dollar, and he goes, I don't want a dollar. And then I go, dude, I want to give you a dollar. And he goes, all right, I'll take it. It was just it was just like cut the middle man out is my point. So tell the people, tell the homeless guy, stop it. What do you want? What do you need? What can I help you with? Or I'm not going to help you. I don't care about your story. And they just linger around like a vulture near somebody bleeding to death. It's just, it's fucking leave. I would be the best homeless guy. I would be the best homeless guy in America. I'm not even kidding. I'd be the best, easiest homeless guy. In America. First of all, I wouldn't be homeless because I'd be so good at getting money. Or figuring out ways to get, you know, to eat shit. You know, I would I would do what I would pull Beverly Hills cop shit and pull cons to get money. You know. You know the classic ones. You go into a fast food joint and say, Oh, I didn't get my fries and you left out a burger. They don't want to deal with it. They'll come and give you that shit. You know, uh <laughs> we were broke in college and we pulled some stuff. One time we were all broke. I'll never forget this. We all broke. We all we like tapped out and we had a couple of days left before we went home and we had no money to eat. And I'm not really proud of it, but we all like kind of picked a fast food joint. And we're like, yeah, you guys forgot the apples and the, or just something. And like, would you, you know, just to eat or whatever. Um, but I'd be the best homeless. I'd be polite, you know. I would like, I'd say jokes, but like, you know, in a funny way, like jokes that they could relate to. You know, like if, I don't know. I would just say something like if somebody walked by dressed funny. I'd be like, what made him think he could leave the house with that? Why would she wear that, right? Like, it just, I don't, I don't know. Maybe I'd be an awful one. Either way, I would figure it out and I wouldn't be lingering there. I'd be hanging out. You know what I would be doing? I would be playing dice and cards at the, at the, at the homeless shelters. Just chilling. Like, I would just become the man of the homeless dudes. I would be like the fucking, you know? I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. But that's my unacceptable, these pitches. These fucking awful just talking before, you know, before they really get to the point. It's like that Mr. Paul. Remember Mr. Paul came to my door and he had this whole thing and he's asking me for life advice, but then he wanted me to buy a magazine. Just ask me. Just ask first. All right. Here we go. You guys got a ton of unacceptables and we're, we are, wow, 42 minutes in the show. So we got to get going here. Let's go to the unacceptables. This time I will do... The, um, no, we'll go to the, should we go to the tweets first? Yeah, we'll go to the tweets first. Here we go. It's unacceptable time. I wish I had music to drop in. Like, unacceptables. All right. Here we go. I got a lot of them. I got a lot of them this week, everybody. So, in no particular order. Um, here we go. This is from Sean at Sean Strauss, S-T-R-A-S. At Paul Verzi, a gluten-free store, hashtag unacceptable. And he sent a picture of it in a snowy, so you're in a snow too. And it says, the joy of gluten-free is the name of the um, establishment there. <laughs> yeah, it's it's like the neighborhoods, dude. It's like my neighborhood's bit. Everything is just getting weak. You know, there's no such thing as gluten a couple years ago. You know, you, you life was simple. 
You know, you had your fat people, you had your skinny people, you had your medium people, you know, and you made fun of them accordingly. And that was it. All right, this is from Max Power. Oh, Max has called the sh- Max has called the show. Max has sent uh, submissions to the show a lot. At Survived by Rats. Uh, this is another picture one. This might be the picture theme. Uh, grown man with this sticker on his car. Hashtag brutal. Hashtag unacceptable. At Paul Verzi and at Jim Florentine. Love Jim Florentine. Shout out to Jim. Uh, it says... Oh, the bumper sticker. There's a bumper sticker here on an old... Is that a California plate? Yeah, on an old Toyota Corolla. And the bumper sticker says... They are not hot flashes. They are power struggles. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's pretty bad. That's pretty bad that that's... That, yeah. I mean, if I bought that car, I would still be like, look... I'll buy the car from you, but you got to take that stupid sticker off the thing. I mean, that's just, it's a joke. Um, this is from Jordan Wark. People putting reindeer ornaments on their cars. Please wrap your reindeer Mazda around a tree. Hashtag unacceptable at Paul Verzi. Another one at Jim Florentine. Uh, yeah, because when, when Florentine gets going with the rants, it's just hilarious, man. Really funny. Um... Okay, we'll go on to the next. Yeah, and do people like put the reindeer thing on going like, man, this is gonna really knock everyone's socks off. Wait till they wait till they see this thing, man. I got reindeer things on it, isn't that? It's like, no, it's not. You actually went out of your way to buy something that's really fucking silly. Grow up, how old are you? Alright, here we go. This is from Chris Frost at MN Frosty Boy. Another regular. Dress pants and tennis shoes at work. Unacceptable. Hashtag slob. Um, have a feeling this is done before, but come on, man. No, I don't. No, we've, I've never talked about the, the dress pants with the tennis shoes on the show before. Um, I think some people can pull it off. The only time I say that it's not unacceptable is those people that have like those foot issues where they're just like they, they need like the comfort wise or just something. But I hear what you're saying. You know, I do hear what you're saying. Um, I don't know if I've ever wore like a lot of people do that with suits now. There's like this fucking hipster thing where these hipsters wear suits with like, you know, Converse, and it's just like, you know what? A suit was for a man to wear. Be a fucking gentleman, okay? And throw on a nice pair of shoes with that suit, okay? Nobody cares that you're hip and trendy and that, oh my God, this rebel is willing to put on sneakers with a suit. You fucking jackass. All the gentlemen in the world that have come and gone be rolling over in their graves knowing that there's this generation's kids are running around with fucking tennis shoes and a suit on. I've seen like people do it at weddings to think it's cool. It's it's ridiculous. Grow up. All right, here we go. This is from um, Matt Lockyer at Matt D Lock Y E R at Paul Verzi. Random dude on street, right in my face, says, "Hey, you need an umbrella." Oh yeah, and you need to shut. <laughs> you need to. <laughs> yeah, all right. So, 
Yeah, I mean, I hear what you're saying. Just tell the guy, like, look, man, yeah, I know I need an umbrella. It's raining out, but, you know. I remember I fell ice skating once and somebody skated by and just like made a stupid like, like have a nice trip or something like that. And it's like nobody needs your, like that guy like, hey, need an umbrella or shit like that just makes you want to, people like that are like, those are people that are like, I think I could be a comedian. I I got some funny stuff. No, you don't. Um, All right. This is from Laura CS at Laura Summer. Okay. So at Laura Summer Hour. Capital L for Laura, capital S for Summer, and then capital O-U-R. At Paul Verzi, I worked with the guy whose breath smelled like a California roll. <laughs> Hashtag unacceptable. Hashtag eat a mint. That, I don't know why. That's just funny to me. That's just a funny one to me. Um, okay, there was a one that I had to talk about here. Um Alright, this is from uh, Nick A at Rumple Foreskin 7 at Paul Verzi. Better a card than a family update. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, because I better a card than a family update. If I wanted to know what you were up to, I would need a yearly letter. Hashtag go away. That was his reply to me saying, I don't care about your family Christmas card. I don't want to go to my refrigerator and see, you know, your fucking family in ugly Christmas sweaters smiling. I just want to get my drink and leave. I don't give a shit. I was talking about that on stage. So thanks for the reply. Um, what else here? Okay, this is from Nate Lee. And Nate Lee said, and this is at 4x4.com, and .com spelled out D-O-T-C-O-M, at Paul Verzi, sports bar, changing Jets game. To soccer game on in the fourth quarter, Jets blow, but I had Jets money line parlays unacceptable. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. I mean, look, the Jets are going nowhere. The game is meaningless, but you know what? People bet, and the NFL is huge on betting. So I would have said to the guy, hey, look, dude, I got fucking too large in this thing, well, you know, or whatever you had on it. Hopefully you didn't have too large on the Jets. Then you should be lucky that he turned it off. Um... Okay, this is from uh, Stephen at Stevie Red eighty, and he says at Pulverizzi to cashiers who ask to cashiers who ask, would you like a bag when I've got an arm full of shopping? No, I'll st- I'll stick it in my ass. Uh, hashtag unacceptable. Yeah, that's somebody that hates their job. Um, Kevin Bush at De Goalie. At Paul Verzi, I watched Eating Alive and partially expected it not to be total bullshit. Unacceptable, idiot, waste of time, feeling the shame. Yeah, I watched a little of that and I was just like, there's no way this snake is eating this fucking guy. The guy was in like a fucking RoboCop suit. I don't know what the snake... I mean, you would have needed... A a whale could have barely swallowed this fucking guy. I don't care about Anaconda, how big it was. If you saw how big and bulky this guy's suit was, yeah, no wonder why he's like, yeah, I'm going to get eaten alive. I'm in a protective suit. Guy might as well have been in a tank. You know, yeah, we're going to drive a tank up and see if this thing could swallow it. Going into the belly of the beast. No, you're not. You're going into the belly of a pla- a hard plastic suit, and you're going to have some reptile try to kill you. It's a joke. Um, at Paul Verzi, this is from uh, Gary L. At Gary 
333. At Paul Verzi, shopping in the middle of the stairs to pick up your ear. What? Wait a minute. Oh, I'm Jesus Christ, Paul. I'm I fucking rub my eyes and said stopping in the middle of the stairs to pick up your ear. Oh, Jesus Christ. I'm sorry, Gary. This is I'm totally butchering this because I rubbed my eye and I looked up and then the words were uh, what? Where? Oh, okay. Can you tell her that I'm doing a show. Okay. Yeah, and I told him about the reindeer story. Um, I'm sorry, Gary. So I was um. I was I was rubbing my eye looking at this, and I totally like I thought it said shopping and pick up. Anyway, let me read this again. I'm sorry. This is Gary L. at Gary three three three. I'm butchering this poor guy's unacceptable. At Paul Verzi. Stopping in the middle of the stairs to pick your ear, then look at your finger that you used to pick your ear. Hashtag oblivious. Hashtag unacceptable. Um, that's yeah. That's that's almost unacceptable as my reading as my reading it. But yeah, that was a bad one. Okay, um, Daryl Harris. This is my favorite unacceptable. This may be one of my favorite unacceptables of all time. Because I get into fights with my wife about this constantly. It's a big problem. And I love that, like, that people need to stop doing this. This is one of my favorite unacceptables. Um, so at Daryl Harris at D. Harris um, Photo G. At Paul Verzi, waiting for a car who's waiting for a car when there's three spots, uh, when there are three spots over. Extra 10 feet. Walk won't kill you. Hashtag unacceptable. You, I've never understood the people that can't fucking walk an extra 20 yards. It's like, you don't, why do you have to be parked so close to the fucking place? Like, I don't, I, like, like going around and just going around and trying to find the closest spot to the thing. I will, I, and nobody looks at it from the other side. I, sometimes parking far away is, is good because you get to walk and then you, you, you're out quicker. I totally get that. Like waiting three, like you can't go three spots over. You know, three spots is literally it is. It literally is ten feet. It, it's it's ridiculous. That's a great. That is unacceptable. It just goes to show how people don't have patience or people can't walk. People, it's ridiculous. I love it. Great one, Daryl. Great one. Okay, now let's go to uh, the Facebook and get the Facebook uh, podcast. Uh, get to Facebook Unacceptables. So here we go. This one is from Calvin uh, Conroy. Trying to push the door open. Oh, this is hilarious. He calls it. Trying to push the door open when you could clearly see somebody is in the way uh, through the window. Open your fucking eyes, you animal. Learn some manners. Hashtag unacceptable. Uh, thank you, Calvin. That's hilarious. Um, this one is from... Jose Marie Blades Zafra. That's what I'm going with. Unacceptable. I'm trying to watch Bill Burr's new special on Netflix, and everyone in the house keeps interrupting me. Hey, also a question. When are you coming to L.A. 
And are you having any Netflix specials later? Love TVE. Well, thank you so much. Um, no, the plan right now is get the album out. And um, I am going to go to L.A., do a tour out there, a podcast tour, uh, you know, just whatever radio and marketing we could get for the album. Let that sit with people for a while, do my documentary and all that stuff. And, um, and then uh, that's it. And then, uh, you know, hopefully, in, you know, when when this album is done, the next one will definitely be uh, a special. And uh, Netflix is something that I definitely uh, look to explore. So so thank you, and thank you for the uh, submission. I uh, appreciate it. Okay, this one here, uh, this one on Facebook is from Evan Okers, and he says, these animals had a pile of manure. Uh, this animal had a pile of manure in his driveway, stinking up the whole street for months. Now... Uh, while family is cleaning the shit up, he puts on a mask but leaves his 10-year-old kid to smell the shit for an hour. Unacceptable. Uh, sorry for the bad quality photo, but this shit stank up the whole street. And then he showed a photo of this guy's truck or whatever just with shit in the back of it. Reminds me of uh, Back to the Future where uh, Biff would always get into the... That, but, uh, yeah, that's, that's nasty, man. Do you imagine that? Your 10-year-old just standing around shit while you got a mask on? That guy's an animal. That guy really is an animal. Uh, all right. <clears throat> that might be, I know, I know that there's one that I, I tried to fucking get, man. And I can't, somebody, re I needed to, I had somebody resubmit one. James Russo, I believe. And I had it up, and I was gonna read it, and now I just can't. I just can't find it. It's ridiculous. Like I, I don't know what happens. I, I don't know if they like just rotate on Facebook. I don't know what it is, but I'm trying to find it, and I can't. So I will do it on the next one. I'm gonna find this one, and I'm going to do it on the next one. One, I'm just gonna find it and read it. I don't care how far down it is. So I'm sorry, dude. I know you posted it up. I'm trying to find it. I'm looking for it. I don't see it anywhere. I'm going to try one more time to see how far back it goes uh, if I could get it for you because I know you're probably like, what the hell? This guy is supposed to, I, you know, I, I wrote this guy so long ago and I can't, I, I can't find, you know, he didn't put it up there. I can't find it. And you were, uh, you know, kind enough to send me a nice long thing and I want to get it out there. So let me... Um, yeah, no, I just, this was, uh, I can't fucking find it. I'm sorry, dude. I just had it. I literally had it, and it's going to drive me nuts. I might just do a separate podcast and just put it, imagine if I just did a separate podcast and just put it out there. Um, Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, maybe, maybe, I might, yes, I found it. I found it December 3rd. James Russo resubmitted unacceptable for this week's TVE. Okay, the entire customer uh, experience at United... Oh my God, I feel so good that I found this. The entire customer service experience at United Air is unacceptable. I use points to fly, so they book me and my dad for a 5.50 a.m. flight. Then we get there and pay the $25 bags fee for each bag. We go to the snarky bag checkers... And they tell us one bag is 11 pounds too heavy and it'll be another 100 bucks to check that bag or remove the 11 pounds. My dad asked, so should I fly back 
and get the 11 pounds later. We spent, good for him, we spent the next 15 minutes spreading the weight to carry on, which had to be checked for. Uh, wait for it, another 25 bucks. A bag checker called us idiots for not smiling at their terrible service. What? The level of unacceptable is beyond belief. Update, we landed in uh, Washington Dulles Airport late. Get off the plane onto rainy tarmac because there wasn't a bridge and uh, run to our connecting gate to find it closed with the plane outside. We get put on flight four hours later at a different airport and we have to pay transportation. Customer service gave us zero comp. Oh, yeah, that's that is unacceptable, dude. That's unacceptable, and I'm glad I found it. I'm glad I read it. That's awful. Um, all right, and this one is from, this is the last one from um, Mike Newts. While returning my car to the, gro uh, while returning to my car at the grocery store, I hear a kid throwing a tantrum, and his mother is doing the same. She's strapping the kid into the car seat, lecturing him on how to behave in public and how he needs to understand right from wrong. Uh, as her head emerges from the car, I see that she had just been yelling at this kid with a cigarette hanging out of her mouth. She proceeds to drive off while still smoking. This fucking smoke bat needs to take a step back and understand the hypocrisy in which she is raising her kid. And to top it off, she had one of those baby on board stickers in a back window. Hashtag unacceptable. Hashtag animal. Hashtag smoke, smoke bat. That is really unacceptable. That's a great unacceptable. And uh, I'm glad I got him in. So those are the unacceptables. Thank you for all those. Um, now we have a clean slate. All the unacceptables. I'm sorry if I was backtracked. I'm sorry if that took a long time. But I appreciate them all. And um, we'll keep going. We're an hour in. We're doing good anyway. All right. Uh, <laughs> there you go. So, uh, yeah. So plugs. I will be at... Um, the uh, hilarities in Cleveland tomorrow, uh, Friday through Sunday, the uh, 12th through the 15th, I will be at hilarities in Cleveland, one of the great clubs in the country, great owner, Nick Costas, uh, I'm going out there for half the weekend, and uh, well, half the week, because normally it's Wednesday, but uh, they called me up, they asked me, I'm privileged to do it, it's, it's a great club, and I'll be there, so if you're in Cleveland, you want to come out, definitely come out and check that out, also go to um, All Things Comedy, where the TVE is now part of All Things Comedy, um, one of the best podcast networks out there, I'm really happy to be a part of that uh, network, so many great podcasts are out there so please check out allthingscomedy.com and you get the Verzi effect on there as well also leave your uh, comments on iTunes get me on Twitter at Paul Verzi uh, tell your friends if you like the show uh, tell your friends man I'm trying to you know the numbers are doing great and I'm trying to just get this um, show bigger and bigger a ton of you guys come out to shows now and it's amazing so um, thank you thank you thank you um, and you could go to my new website my brand new website paulverzi.com it has all updated shows everything that I'm doing uh, announcements and stuff like that so I will keep you guys posted on what's going on with the album and all that and uh, that's it so until next week um, I am out of here oh and shout out to my mother-in-law birthday today gonna go do something with the family so i uh, hope everybody is safe and until next week uh i'll talk to you guys then bye